All right, all right, all right. We're back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's the, another episode of the Leo G Show, man. We're here tonight. We're gonna do what we we're gonna do what we do. We're gonna talk about some sports. And I got the crew with me as usual, man. So I'm gonna introduce them in just a moment. If you didn't already know, it's the Leo G Show, man, where we talk sports, we talk a little bit of everything, man. We're gonna bring this from a fan's perspective, ladies and gentlemen, man. We are fans, we diehard fans, so we're giving you the fan perspective on what we see and how we feel about everything. Um, here in Atlanta and with sports. And we talk about Atlanta because, like, nationally, man, we don't get no plug. Like, we don't get no play nationally when it comes to sport. Put like this positive anyway. Everything is always negative. So we want to try to spin, you know what I'm saying, like a positive spin on our city and the, and the teams that we love. So tonight I got the crew back with me again, man. This this is like, you know, third, fourth episode, man, uh, in a row with these guys, man. So we're going to bring it to you, man. So I'm going to introduce my man first tonight. The dude that's all Atlanta sitting over there wearing the thrash, the thrashes, the thrashes. This dude don't went in the back of the well, now. He said it was actually in the front of the closet near the Falcons jerseys. He got the thrashes jersey out, man. Shout out to the thrashes. They no longer here. Boo hoo. Um, my man Antoine, my man Antoine Base. What's going on with your brother? What's up, Leo G? Man, I had to bring it out, bro. It's one of my favorite sweaters for the ATL. That's what's up, man. The Thrashers, man. I got some fun memories, man, from going down there to to see them play, man. It was it was fun times down there at Phillips Arena, man, watching them play. And uh, I hated that they left. But blame the Atlanta Spirit Group for that. And I'll probably never see another professional hockey team here in this city uh, in my lifetime anyway. So <laughs> next, the next person that we have with me tonight is none other than my man, Derrico, man. He's with me again to talk about some sports, and, and, and hopefully we – we can we can get it all out on the table tonight. What's up, Derrico? What's going on, Leo G? You know what it man, is. Like, man, it is what it is, man. Like I said, we're gonna get into it tonight. We're gonna talk about a few things, man. We're gonna talk about United. We're gonna talk about the Falcons. We're gonna talk about the Braves, I guess, a little bit here, man. So one thing is, guys, it's April, right? Yes, and sir. I I don't know if you all knew this, but they we played the Masters like five months ago, right? And remember we got stuck in this time warp, but guess what? The Masters just started again. It did. The, the Masters started again today. I'm like, literally, like, I looked up at the TV and they were like, okay, first round of the Masters. And I'm like, did we just play the Masters? Dustin Johnson just won it. But, hey, it's April. This is when we usually play the Masters. Masters just started today, man. We it, it is crazy times, man. Like, Banks, can you – we just played the Masters five months ago in the fall. Now we're back at it again in the spring, man. Is that crazy or what? Blame it on COVID. Was it Covidia? Covidia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is really, really a um, mind, mind wreck, wrecking just sports stretch period. You know, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's up, what's down. Subs, hey, there you go. Hey, stuff just starting up when it just ended like yesterday. So, I mean, it's crazy, Leo. I, I can't even, I'm not going to begin to sit there and try to figure this out. We can't. I mean, we can't. I mean, it's just we got to roll with it, man. Hopefully, man, with the vaccine now, man, we get back to some sense of normalcy. Um, you know, shot, you know, but anybody that's, you know, eligible to take it, man, I, I highly suggest that you you think about going out there and getting it done, man. You know, I will say that I've gotten it done, and I think everybody on the show tonight has has taken that step, man, to get back to normalcy. Derrico, I'm going to kick it over to you, man. The Masters is back. Five, five, five months. In but break, and then we back at the Masters, right? Yeah, it, it, it seemed very strange how quick it rolled back around from being in the fall. Now it's back to its normal spot in the spring. So, you know, it was kind of different today. 
Um, so I'm hoping that after tomorrow's Friday that we'll get back to normalcy when it's on CBS and then you can really get the, the feel on it. Right now it's on ESPN. I like when it's on CBS and get that old school vibe. You got Jim, yeah, Jim Nance yes. and they do the fly, flyovers, all the holes. You get yes. to see the cherry blossoms and the zays and all that stuff there, man. It's, so look, man, the Masters, uh, really quickly, because I didn't really plan to talk about this, but the Masters is, is one of those sporting events, man. It's, you know, it's, it's a nostalgic event. You talk about sports, you know, things that, you you know, you know, you talk about the Kentucky Derby, you talk about the Daytona 500, you talk about, you know, of course, the Super Bowl, like the Masters is the premier event for the PGA, man. And it is a, it it is something else, man. Augusta National is, is a course like no other, man. Right. It is a beautiful course and TV really doesn't do it any justice, man. If you've ever stepped on the grounds of Augusta National, man, that, that, that golf course is amazing. And uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Really, really quickly, I want to say, the, so they, they had the uh, ceremonial tee off this morning. Usually um, it would have been with, with Arnie, Jack, and Gary Player. I think Arnie is no longer with us. So they brought in uh, an a icon in the sport of golf. Lee Elder was there for the ceremonial tee off this morning. The first African-American man to play Augusta National to play the Masters. So he was there this morning for the ceremonial tee off. Uh, Derek, I know you're nodding your head. Did you see that, man? How exciting was that, man? I, I dude, it kind of sent chills up my spine, man. I was, I was kind of emotional, man. Yeah, it was, it was good to see, you know, just seeing him there, you know, just sitting there, just soaking it all in. But you know, you know how I am. A little late, but you know, but we'll take it. You know what I'm saying? It's a little late to the game. Yeah, we'll, Banks, did, we'll take Banks, it. did you did you see that man, Lee Elder, man, the first African American to play in the Masters, man? He was there for the ceremonial tee off today. I'm sorry, guys. I missed it. I um, I missed all of it. I really <laughs> hate myself for it. It's all good, man. Like I said, though, man, it, the Masters, it's up. So we're going into the second round uh, as we speak. So when, by the time this record, man, we'll actually be in the third round uh, going into um, the final round as uh, when I dropped the uh, when I dropped this. So the Masters. All right, we're going to get into the show. We're going to get into it, man. We're going to talk about what we talk about. So the last episode, man, it was opening day, right? We, we talked about the Atlanta Braves. As some people would call them the Cobb County Braves. A lot of people in this city have disowned the Braves. I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's just a bunch of mess, right, when it comes to Atlanta Braves. But, you know, we're still fans. I think for the most part I'm still a fan because that's the only professional team that I know I grew up watching. Banks, you know, we talked about his legacy with the team on on the last episode. So here's an interesting thing that's going on with the Braves right now. So the MLB All-Star Game was scheduled to be held here in Atlanta this year, 2021, and there was a lot of excitement around it. I was ready for it. I I wanted to partake in it and and, and see some events. Uh, But – the MLB decided to pull the, the All-Star game due to a controversial voting bill that was passed by the Georgia legislation. Um, very controversial. I don't want to go too far into the politics of it. Um, just based on from where I stand, the voting bill is bad business. That's all I'm going to say about it. It's bad business. And the MLB decided because of what it was about and what it stood for, um, that they decided they wanted to pull it. I'm going to kick it over to you, Derrico, first. Um, did the MLB do the right thing by pulling the All-Star game from, from from Atlanta? They did the right thing, and I'm glad it didn't take them weeks and months to make a decision. And I think the decision that they made was, was really heavily influenced by 
corporate sponsors, which, you know, I don't, you know, care who made the, helped them make the decision. I'm just glad that the decision was swift and it was final. You know, it wasn't no wavering. I mean, they read the bill. Some of the things in there, like you said, won't get into a lot of it, but they read it and they understood what the significance of trying to disenfranchise um, people of color from voting. Absolutely. Banks, did you want to talk about it a little bit, man? Do you feel that the MLB did the right thing? I mean, I know you were looking, I know you were looking forward to, to going and participating in some of the things. Do you think the MLB did the right thing? Absolutely. Good for MLB for pulling out. Um, I like I said, I don't want to get into it with the, with the whole thing, but all I know is it was a move that had to be made expeditiously and MLB, MLB did their thing. And that's all I'm going to say about that. They're, it's, you know, this ain't the last we're going to hear from this, you guys. You know, it's going to be other things that's not going to be here. So, absolutely. And, you know, like like you said, I don't want to go into the politics of it all, man, but it's just, it's a shame that, you know, we're living in a day and age where things like this, this happens. And, you know, it's a shame because economically, man, it's really, really going to hurt the city, man. You know, we're going to lose a lot of money because of it. I think the, the city of Denver was awarded it. You know, shout out to Denver, man. They're, they're picking up. Where, where we fell off and where we were not able to succeed, man. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't like to intersect politics and sports, right? A lot of people say leave politics out of sports, but you can't. You absolutely, you can't, man, because guess what? Sports are a part of life. Exactly. And politics affect sports and life just like everything else in general, man. So it's a shame, and I, and I hate the fact that the MLB had to do what they had to do. I'm totally in agreement with what they did based upon uh, the circumstances. But it is what it is. So we're going to kind of move on and talk just a little bit about the Braves as we move forward on in the show. We're going to kind of move a little quickly here. Like I said, last week was opening day. I think with the Braves lost on opening day. and A lot of losses between now and today. Um, they played Philly. Then they moved on to play the Nationals. Uh, I know the Braves had a double hitter. Banks, I'm, I'm going to kick it to you. I don't know how much you, you've looked at this. I know the Braves have won since they started the season. I know it was looking a little shaky there. Um, I, I think I want to say they won today or yesterday. If I'm not saying they had a double header yesterday, I don't know if they won both games yesterday, but they did have a double header, so they did win both games. How how are they looking now? And it's still too early to tell because we got 1,657 games left in the season, but there was a lot of panic. I did see on a lot of the social media channels that there was a lot of panic two games, three games into the season. What was that all about, Banks? It's all of it's. Listen, the Braves do this every year. They start off very slow. They start off bats are non-existent. They they won yesterday, you know, in a doubleheader. They swept the doubleheader. The batting is coming around. The, the if you if you watched it, the bullpen is coming around. It it takes them longer than I guess other teams to just have it all come together. If you recall back two years ago, the Braves played the Phillies exactly. Home, the Phillies home opener, three games in, Braves lost all three. End of the year, Braves won the division. No one's worried. Listen, Braves do this every single time. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's still too early to tell. It's very, very early in the season. Um, you know, it's, it's just too early to tell. So, We'll see here moving forward how this is going to work. Derrico, did you want to talk a little bit about what you saw with the Braves? Well, the first three games, I, you know, I'm like, what's going on? Like like he was saying, 
the bats were cold. I mean, the pitching was giving up runs. I mean, multiple runs. So, of course, I was in my feelings a little bit. And, like, hey, this ain't how we want to start the season. Even though, like Banks said, this is how we normally start the season. But we're coming off the being in the in the world's – not the World Series, but the NLS. NLCS, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, we expected them to come on and, and start with a bang. But I'm glad we won that doubleheader against Washington. I mean, we'll take two, two or three from them, and then we'll turn around and start a series with Philly tomorrow, and hopefully we'll get at least three games out of this series. If it's a four-game series, if it's a two-game, a three-game series, let us get two of them at least. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we still got a lot of baseball. Like I said, a lot of baseball to go, man. I don't know why sometimes baseball fans get in their feelings, man, and start, you know, two games into the season like, oh, it's over. No. No, people, we got a long, long way to go. It's April. We going, we going all the way into the dog days of summer with this thing, man. And I have a lot of confidence with the Braves um, and and the skipper at hand right now with Schnitaker, man. I mean, you know, Derek, we had an off off air conversation about Schnitt and possibly, you know, what's going to happen with him after this year. But you know, hey, we got to let this thing play out, right? We got to let it play out, and we'll let let the chips fall where they may. So we're gonna move. We're gonna move forward, man. We're gonna move. Uh, keep it moving into the show, because guess what, man? Atlanta United is back. Yes. Atlanta United is back, man. It's been a long, long time for us to see some soccer up in here, man. And we talked about it on the last couple of shows, but guess what? They back, had a game the other night. Uh, CONCACAF Champions League started out. Um, I guess they got to the round in the round of 16, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know. I, I, it's yeah, hard it's to kind of, of keep up with. Round of 16 with CONCACAF. Uh, Champions League. And so if you didn't know, if you don't follow soccer for, for the people that don't follow soccer, uh, here in the United States, the MLS participates in CONCACAF, which uh, is basically uh, North America and you got Central, Mexico and Central America, uh, America participate in this tournament, the professional teams. Uh, the winner of this particular tournament goes on to play in the FIFA World Cup Club Championship. And it's very significant because all of the winners of the 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 world uh region winners as 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 they may you know you got the african champion i think and you want the the european champion and then the asian champ, uh, asian champion they all play in this tournament to compete to see who's the best region the best regional club in the world in the world and that's that's huge because um you you you're on the world stage so you get teams from from north america uh, they actually play teams against Europe, you know, a lot bigger, a lot more money into those clubs over there. But you get put on the world stage. So one side note, no MLS team has ever won CONCACAF Champions League. So we're still waiting on that. I, I don't know how many years, you know, MLS has been doing this. But um, for the most part, uh, La Liga, uh, Liga Mex has just dominated this. You know what I'm saying? I think for the most part, they've, they've pretty much won it a while. I think, you know, we've had a couple of times, uh, I think I want to say Toronto had a chance to, to go. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I don't know, maybe somebody can look this up here. I want to say the LAFC, were LAFC in the finals last year? I'm not for sure. I know I know Toronto did go to the LAFC. And I, I know I, w- I want to say a couple of years ago, they went to, they went to, uh, to a shootout, if I'm not mistaken. But they, they, they weren't able to make it. But, yeah, we have not been able to send a team from the MLS over there. But, look, so Atlanta United, they played Tuesday night against – and we've been practicing this before the show, so I hope I can get this right. Alaluenza, I think that's who they played down in Costa Rica. I know somebody's going to probably beat me up. Um, it's not going to be me. 
So yeah, Alaluenza is who they played down in Costa Rica on this past Tuesday um, for the CONCACAF Champions League. And they were able, and this is um, aggregate scoring. So we got uh, a home and away. We played down in Costa Rica. We were able to, to steal a point down there, guys. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Banks, I don't know if you're able to watch the game, but we stole a point, man. How you feel about it, brother? I'm very excited about it. Um, I didn't get to see the match because I was watching the Atlanta Hawks. So, yeah, there you go. So, um, I'm very proud of this team to just to come out, you know, in Gabriel's first game, you know, just to see, you know, the meshing to come in. I guess it's going to come slower. But that particular first match, you know, they showed me something because – I only had to watch the highlights. So you guys saw it. So what do you guys think? I mean, it was great. So I, I so before I get Derek Cole's take on it, man, just to give you a little bit of what happened, a synopsis, a synopsis of what happened. Uh, like I said, won the game one nil down there in Costa Rica. Um, the only uh, goal score, obviously, was by Barco on a PK. And I think we got a little love on that. The PK was awarded uh, due to a handball in the box. If you went back and look at the replay, Derrico, I don't, I don't think that was a handball act. That ball actually hit the dude in the face. It was a cross by Bello, if I'm not mistaken, going inside. And but the way the dude put his arm up, I mean, really, you shouldn't do that if you're trying to defend. He put his arm up, but I think the ball actually hit him smack in the face. He had a bloody nose behind it, but yeah. they still gave us the PK anyway. And that's exactly what the commentator said. It's like, like when it's a call like that, that's one thing you shouldn't do is throw your hands up in the air like this. When you're falling back after the ball is like in the vicinity of you, you give it, you making a human make a decision if it was a handball or if it was a face ball. But it was clearly a face ball. <laughs> but we'll take it. I mean, we will Absolutely. take that. So we'll take, we will yeah, take that away point. Go ahead. And the other thing about that, there's no VAR. So there was no video replay. So they couldn't go back and watch it to see if it was a handball or a face ball or not. So no VAR was good VAR for the Atlanta United <laughs> the other night. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. We'll take it, man. We'll take it any way we can get it. So we'll bring them back up for the second leg of this. Uh, I want to say coming up here this week, uh, it'll be at Kennesaw. Looking forward to that. Hopefully we can go ahead and put them on the way and move on to the next round. So a couple of things happened, right? Back to competition, back to true competition. As Banks said, man, first active game for Gabriel Heinze. Um and, and they look, the boys didn't disappoint. They look good. Starting out, I watched it. They came out, and they were ready to go. Um, I think a couple of guys that I really, really watched and I was very, very impressed with, uh, Jake Moraney on the right side, man, he did a, a, a fantastic job early on in the first half. Uh, George Bello, Miles Robinson, he came to play. Uh, but a, a funny thing happened in What's the that? first half. What's that? What happened? Funny, a, funny, a funny thing happened, man. Our goalkeeper, man, Brad Guzan, Goes out with a red card, you know, controversial card. I don't know. I will have to go back and look at it a couple of more times. They gave him a red card. So he goes out. And on we on comes this kid I had never heard of. I want to say Rocco Rios Novo, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the kid's name. 18 years old, suited up. Rios Novo. Novo. Yes. From Los Angeles, California, 18 years old. He comes in after Brad goes out and plays the rest of the match. And this kid has a hell of a match, Derrico. Yes, he did. I mean, 
I was like, oh my goodness, Brad gone? It's a wrap. But that young stunner got out there and was big in the net. I mean, big. Blocking shots. I mean, he took one to the head, trying to, you know, keep a ball from coming in. So I was like, you know what? This guy going to be okay. And then everybody that, when we was watching the game, you know, we usually commentate on the uh, Foodie Mob. Shout out to my Foodie Mob family. Shout out for the mob. Yeah, that was watching the game, so we usually have a little chat going. So everybody was impressed with that cat, man. And I just hope that it was – hopefully it was a blessing in disguise that Bruce um, Gazan got that red card because old boy going to have to step up again next week when they um, come around because Guzan can't play because he got that red card, so he's going to be disqualified for the next match. So he's going to come Absolutely. back and, and, and be Big Nova again. Well, I mean, we still have we well, we got a, we got a Alex Khan, uh, Can Khan, whatever I think it's Can. He's still on the squad as really? a reserve, as a reserve GK. Yes, Mr. Kicking in the deep seats on the free kick. <laughs> yeah, that's him. He's he's still he's still there. Um, so yeah, Brad is gonna be out obviously with the red card. So uh, <laughs> he uh, we're gonna have to look to possibly. Cause I, I'm not for sure. Um, how this all works out with Rios Novos. I, I know it was like a short-term deal that they signed with him. I want to say they signed him on like April 5th to like a short-term deal. So we'll have to see how this all works out. But the kid played his heart out for 18 yeah, years old to be on that stage. And like I said, this is this is kind of significant. Man. It is significant right. because I think, you know, uh, with Atlanta United, we have, of course, hardware in the, in the case. We got trophies in the case. But this is something not only just with Atlanta United, the MLS in general exactly. needs to do. We need to scratch this. If we want to be looked at as a premier league in the world, the MLS needs to win uh, CONCACAF Champions League, and we need to face some of the best clubs in the world. So this is one thing I'm, I'm behind Atlanta United 100% in trying to do and, and, and win this whole thing. Derrico, what's up? Let me ask you a question, Leo, since you watched the match. Like, as far as – I won't get into, like, the technical aspect of the game, but as far as the speed, what did you notice different about this squad – than the squad from last year as far as playing in the country cap? Man, it was, you know, they came to play. I mean, seeing that this, you know, we, you know, there's a lot of changes. A lot of changes have, of course, you know, a new, new, new manager with uh, Gabriel Heinze, a lot of new faces on this team. I was, I was sitting there trying to make sure as I looked at the squad, like, okay, identifying all our new players, um, Santiago Sosa uh, in the midfield. Um, uh, I think Leandro started at Ford, if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, the Kane came in in the second half. But the pace of the game initially, man, just starting out, man, to me, it was great. I mean, they came in full throttle like, hey, here we come. Here we go. And I really, really liked the approach to it. Um, Have to see a little more of the system and and, and how Heinze can do this um, with what we have. But I – I, they look phenomenal. They look good. And, and considering the fact that Alalawense, I hope I'm saying that right, um, is already in, in into their season, right? They've played several games, so they're already kind of into a rhythm. This was our first full real competition, right. and we played them really, really hard. So I, I was I was impressed with it, man. Banks? If I'm not mistaken, didn't Alalawense win like 25 or 25 straight matches unbeaten? 
at home. Until at, at home, I want I want to say it was at home. Correct. You are right on that, man. They they are I think uh, number one on the table uh, down in Costa Rica. So yeah, they they they're no joke, man. They have a really really good squad down there, man. So yeah, and I think uh, one of the commentators said that uh, they were actually you know kind of eyeing this game, like you know they they wanted to to you know make a point to prove that you know. They they knew who they were playing. Atlanta United. There's there's a lot around this team, so they were looking forward to this match. Derrico. Yeah, and another thing I was reading um, after the match, um, considering what's going to happen next week, like they may be under under man simply because of the new visa restrictions for COVID COVID nineteen. So you may have like three, two or three of their best players that may not be able to travel with them because of the travel restrictions on COVID and getting a visa in the United States. Game changer. Yeah, that's that's gonna be crazy. That will be crazy if that happens, man. So yeah, um, one leg down with Concacaf, and the next leg here coming up pretty soon. We got we're about eight days, eight nine days away from the actual start of the MLS season. Of course, we kick off our MLS season with none other than uh, them boys from down there in Central Florida. Who is that? You know who it is. You already know who it is. Who? Boys down there in Central Florida, man. The, 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 the Mickey Mouse Club. The Mickey Mouse Club, absolutely. So we played them on the 17th of April, and uh, we got the next leg of CONCACAF here on the 13th coming up here at, at, at Kennesaw. So, yeah, full week soccer is back, man. Next week we got two two games on deck, man, and that will be something else. Uh, just a little more Atlanta United news uh, today. Uh, the official signing of Alan Franco, I think he is, he's been here in the city. But uh, dude, he, I think he tested positive for COVID, so he was in quarantine. But it was, it was made official today. Uh, Alan Franco from Argentina. He said, "So here's the thing, and this is kind of funny, and I'm gonna kind of move on after this, man. There, there's a joke going around now that man, this is Argentina United now yeah. because you know Heinze is here. We signed a lot of players from Argentina, but you know he's familiar with them, and I'm cool with it, man. So like I said, we're gonna see how this all works out. Remember." We had a uh, another coach that was from Argentina here before Frank DeBoer, and it worked out very, very well. So we'll see how this all pans out. Banks, what's up? It's actually Argentina United. Oh, Argentina United. Okay. <laughs> Argentina United. That's what's up, man. So yeah, we I'm I'm looking for man. We we're at a point now, man. We're gonna have a lot to talk about with this with this sports thing, man. Uh, we still got the Braves kicking, and segue right into it really really quickly i want to talk a little bit about your atlanta hawks the atlanta hawks we we didn't really get to talk about them on the last episode man so we're going to talk about them just a little bit man and i'm gonna move on so look man they them boys doing their thing man since they fired lloyd pierce uh Derrico's favorite coach under nate mcmillan man they've been on fire um, went on that West Coast road trip. Uh, we, we all talked about it here when they started it, that we wanted to see them go 500. If I'm not mistaken, they may have hit that 500 mark, didn't they? Yes, they did. They went four and four. <laughs> hit the 500 mark, four and four. And if I'm not mistaken, the last time I looked at the standings, I think they were number four. If I'm not mistaken, were they number four or number five on the standings here? They, I have to pull it they up. They but... were number four, but now they're number five because Orlando, the other Orlando team, or was it Charlotte? Charlotte. Charlotte won. Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte won. Okay. Right. So that put them at Hawks number five. Yeah. yeah. Put them at number five. So yeah, Hawks are chugging right along, man. And uh the other night they they beat um uh, 
So they did something really, really special the other night against the Pelicans, man. 11 of 11 in the third quarter on three points. You know what, guys? This is something I thought we were going to see quite a bit during the whole entire season, right? I thought that with some of the shooters that they had on this team, man, that we were going to see them start just having, you know, just just dropping shots. But, you know what I'm saying? Apparently, man, this is – this. I don't know if they're hitting – because we talk about this all the time in sports, man. You want to hit your stride at the right time. And going into the playoffs here, man, with only a few games left – you know, I'm going to kick it over to you first here, Banks, man. Are the Hawks hitting their stride here, rolling into the playoffs? Are they hitting it, man? It's getting there, Leo. Um, you got players like Kevin Herter and Bogdan Bogdanovich and Mr. Gallinari, Mr. Tony Snell. They all hitting these threes, man. And we don't even talk about Trey Young, parking lot threes he be hitting. So, I mean, it's 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 – it's not I'm hoping that the team is not settling for the three. You know, I want them to continue to progress to a better team without living with the three. But so far, so good. They are, you know, coming together at the right time. You know, you know, this is what is this, April? You know, this the season yeah. end next month. So if you can get one of those top five spots going into the playoffs, you don't have to play that play in game. Which is huge. Absolutely. That's 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 big. Derrick Cole, man, do you think that we're hitting the stride right now? Do you think you feel like uh, you know, they're they're starting to come on here down the stretch? Well it's kinda hard to say that they're hitting their stride because they haven't been fully healthy all season. So when they get fully healthy, then I wanna see what they can do right now. So it's like piecemeal. But since they piecemeal in this game plan and the people that's on the court, hey, they're doing an excellent job considering that you haven't had Collins in a minute. Cam Reddish ain't been out there in a minute. Herder. Herder. I mean, not, 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 I'm Herder. sorry, uh, not Herder. Uh, um, DeAndre Hunter. 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 No. I mean, those like three starters. You know what I'm saying? So, and then Capella been out. He was out last last night. He may be out Friday. So, you've had him coming in and out. So, it's just like there's never been a cohesive starting unit that's been there. I'm going to put a plug in too and say this. That boy, Lou Williams. Was a big pickup. Was a big lemon pepper Lou. Lemon pepper Lou. What's up, Banks? To 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 uh, ride on your coattail, Stacy. Yes, lemon pepper Lou was probably the 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 better pickup besides Rajon Rondo. Don't you guys think? I will Absolutely. also say that no the the addition of Clint Capella is probably the best one the Hawks did in years. Yeah. I mean, not to mention you got Clint Capella for little nothing. This man's coming in day one, making it important dividends for this team. If you can, as you can see last night, protect protecting the rim, and and you can see the Hawks needed him right now. So yes, he is the most important acquisition the Hawks did in years, as far as I remember. He's probably the the best. I haven't seen a, a, a five in here, man. We that's what we talked about that, man. We have not really had a true big man that could come in and 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 do the things that we need and ask of him. And we've been rotating guys that have been like you know fours and threes to play that big right. man spot. And obviously the NBA has changed, right? We've seen the NBA evolve. So like the big man as we knew it, watching the NBA 10, 15, 20 years ago. The role has kind of changed, but you still need a true guy down there, right, to protect the rim and to get rebounds and to block shots. And like Banks, you just said, man, Capella has been all of that for us, man. He has been like a true 
you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, number five that could can, can give us a lot down there, and it's helped out quite a bit, man. So I'm very impressed. So one thing before we move on, guys, Nate McMillan has come in here and has really, really got this thing turned around. I, I kind of joked and said it was a new coach bump, but obviously, man, he he found the formula, even like you said, Derek Cole, with some of the injuries that we've right. had to kind of piecemeal this thing together and continue uh, us on a winning way. So I don't know how this season will play out, but at the end of all of this, do you guys feel – I'm going to start with you, Banks, really, really quickly before we move on. Do you feel like he, he he needs to get a shot at possibly getting this job permanently? He has a definitely shot to get this job permanently. Um, not really sure what the the prerequisite, prerequisite of a coach for this particular team. This team is continuously evolving. You know, as you can see, they are – do you call them a young team? Do you call them an up-and-coming team? Do you call them – well, you're definitely not a veteran team, but <laughs> I like what Mr. McMillan is doing. Um, he deserves it. He should be number one when it comes to when you're looking at the coaching search. Hopefully, it won't go past him. But if it does, you better know what you're doing. Absolutely. Derek. Derek, Derek, how do you feel about Mr. McMillan and him getting the full time? Like I said, we don't know how this season is going to end, but just a sample size of what you see him be able to do with this team, man. How do you feel about him getting the, getting the job permanently? Well, it, 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 I mean, the record since he's been coaching, he's only lost five games with him since he's been coaching. So, you know, I mean, the record speaks for itself. I think he's earned the respect of the locker room. I don't, I, I see the guys actually having fun out there while they're playing. That was that was missing, you know, when ALP was coaching for some reason. I don't know what that was about, um, but I just think he has he's earned the respect of the players. He has that locker room. He's a pretty good coach. I mean, I mean, hands down, he should be the first one being considered for that job. Hopefully, you know, after this season, when they reevaluate everything, hopefully we made a deep run in the playoffs, and it's a no brainer. Hey, it is what it is, man. Shout out to the Hawks, man. They're doing quite well, and it's funny because, like I said, we said we wanted them to go 500 on their West Game road trip. They were, and they're having some success here, man, moving into the playoffs. So we hope to see a lot of positive things from them and uh, talk about them here in the future. So, guys, moving right along, we're moving pretty, pretty quickly tonight, and I wanted to get into this conversation, man, because we we about three weeks away from it. About three weeks away from it, man. It, it's it's time, man. We're getting into some real, real meat of, of sports stuff, man. But it's coming up, man. We about three weeks away. I don't know. Banks having some some difficulties over there. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> uh, three weeks away from the NFL draft. So I wanted to talk about – we was going to have an open conversation about this, man, because there's been a lot of stuff going on since the last time we had a podcast and was able to talk about it. Um, really quickly – stuff has changed again, right? Things have changed again that will affect how things work in this draft. So last time we talked about the draft, San Francisco moved up to the number three spot, right? right. So we know San Francisco is there at the number three spot. Something else happened this week that's pretty interesting. The New York Jets traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. So now – the New York Jets are without a starting quarterback. So that now there's another dynamic here into the front uh, front half of this draft that was already 
you know, going into it like, hey, are we going to see four quarterbacks getting taken? One, two, three, four. What's going on? What's the deal? So and this this is all going to change again. So I want to talk about a couple of things, especially pertaining to our Atlanta Falcons, just from a fan uh, uh, standpoint and a perspective of how this looks now. I'm going to start out with you, Banks. Know what we know now. Jets get rid of Sam Darnold. Know what they're going to be looking at the quarterback. We've heard a lot of rumors and rumblings about the Falcons and what's going on. Um, heard some rumors that they've talked to people about trading back. Heard some rumors about there's some different philosophies and flowery branches to which way they go. Banks, wh- where are we right now with the Falcons as a fan? Tell me, how do you feel with what's going on at the number four pick with the Falcons? I'm sorry. My apologies. As this fan, you know, I feel like, you know, whatever the front office want to do, I'm all for it. Now, you already know that this fan base is divided. Um, I feel that, you know, with this number four pick, it's very, very important. I think the draft is going to start with us. If you think about it, you already know the first three picks are going quarterback. This fourth pick is a, a start, a game start. You know, team's going to be calling the Falcons. Falcons can just sit on the pick. They can keep it, you know. But my thing is, as for this fan, I feel like I'm all on board with whatever they want to do. It don't have to be quarterback for me. But if it is, I'm all for it. All right, Derek, man. So I'm gonna kick it over to you here, man. As as a fan, because you know we first and foremost, man. I want to say this much, man. We we we're fans first and foremost. We're Atlanta fans. We we don't really pay attention to a lot of the national stuff. I mean, we look at it just to see what's going on and what's out there, man. But the fan perspective here in Atlanta, like Banks just talked to and alluded to for just a second, it, the, our fan base is kind of divided on where we want to see this go. But your take. Where do you see this right now, and how do you feel about it at number four, where we are with the Falcons? If you're talking my personal perspective, not no, as a, as a as a fan, your yeah. personal perspective, your personal fan as, perspective. Yeah, as a fan, I'm 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 with Banks. I've come to the conclusion that whatever the the front office decide to do with that pick, I'm all for it because one. I don't have no control over it anyway. So, you know, I used to get myself set up for getting butt hurt if they make a, a decision that I don't like. You know what I'm saying? The best scenario for me is if at four, if they were looking for a certain player and that player is not there, then try the hardest to move back. If you don't have anybody that wants to tango with you, then you pick the best player available. Period. In a discussion. I mean, it's not. It's not even a discussion at that point. And I just think, like you said, Leo, the Falcons own this draft, and I doubt seriously anything's going to happen until draft night. Why would you trade your picks now if you think that one of them four quarterbacks is the guy that you want? So if you don't know that for sure, who's going to pick who? Then you just got to sit tight on draft night. And see how the chips falling, and then once it get to you, bam! I got banks. I'm you control banks. I'm gonna get to you in just a second. Look, I want to say something, man. As a fan, giving my fan perspective, right? You know, we have not been in this position for a long time, and I think we're in great position. It's an exciting opportunity for this franchise. Um, like you said, Derrico, man, we're at a spot where we can really make a lot of other people sweat, right? 
Um, and we don't really care about anybody else. We care about what we get. There's a lot of leverage there, okay? Best player available. Do we go quarterback of the future? It's in your hands. Or can we acquire more draft equity? So I feel like at this number four pick right now, there is really no pressure because whoever we take at number four is going to make this team better. I know a lot of people have talked about if we take Kyle, oh, if they take Kyle Pitts, man, that'd be a shame, man. We, we need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. No, guess what? Kyle Pitts is coming in day one and making this team better, right? We can actually sit at number four and take somebody like Jamar Chase, who's a wide receiver. He's coming in day one and making this team better. I mean, from as fans, you know, we're fans. We're that. I want to see somebody come in here and make this team better day one. If we stay at that number four pick, who's going to come in and give us the best chance of making this team this team better, man? Banks, I'm going to kick it over to you. What's up? Just going back with Derrico was saying, you know, this particular pick is a, a position where the Falcons got a hell of a lot of leverage. You know, for what the Falcons did, you know, a couple of days ago, they were saying that Fontenot and Arthur Smith was like in a crosshairs about what they want to do with Matt Ryan. All of that is a smoke screen. Let me tell you something. You know Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith already talked about this before the ink dried on their contract. They already know what they're going to do. They just had to put it out there to give other teams to know what we don't know we're doing. But we know what we're doing. So when come draft night, you know, maybe our phone be ringing off the hook when a certain quarterback or a certain player is sitting there at four and the Falcons letting the timer go all the way down to 10 seconds. You know, it, it's it's good strategy. I like what they're doing. They're not showing their hand. And I think a lot of fans are missing that because we're not used to that. You That's know, right. our last regime we had never did anything like this. But, you know, we're, we're coming in this. We know what we got in our hands right now. We have the leverage piece. And, and- we can either sit on four and get the best player available or we're going somebody and get a <laughs> hell of a lot of draft picks okay okay uh disclaimer the leo g show does not condone anything that banks said no <laughs> Listen, maybe i should have said the wrong word man i should have said um take advantage, take advantage. <laughs> okay okay bad antoine bad antoine so so look fleece so yeah fleece we're gonna use that term fleece yeah so look so look so check this out like i said uh and it just threw me all off. But look, <laughs> here's the thing that I want to talk to you guys about here, right? And not to be the dead horse of death, man, because this is crazy. We've had this conversation. We've gone back and forth. I've talked to several fans about this, man. Uh, Matt Ryan, how serviceable is he? And where we are with this franchise as far as moving into the future with a quarterback? Because we, you know, here's the thing. Here's the conversation. I'm going back to this. Matt Ryan is starting this year, Okay. Whatever we do at number four, Matt Ryan is starting this year. He's starting. All right. With with that being said, I mean, unless something if, else happens, go if, ahead, Derek. Yeah. If anybody thinks otherwise, it's just yeah, delusional. Not very smart. Exactly. Something's wrong. I just use that. I just use Something's that. wrong. Not very. Your, your, the elevator don't go up yeah. to the top. You know, you sandwich sandwich short of a picnic. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> so, so listen, with that being said, I'm going to kick it to you first, Derrico, since we were talking about this. Because there was an article put out by the Falcoholic, which I thought was pretty funny. Is 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 there really a wrong pick? It, it Can there be a wrong pick at number four at this point? If they don't trade back to get more equity, 
Can that really be a wrong pick at number four? I mean, there could always be a wrong <laughs> pick if you pick the wrong person. But I'm just saying, but at four, I mean, you got to look at. I'm saying, with, with, so I guess, that, I guess I should say, with best player available at four and what we know and where we stand right now, I mean, given what we know, like you see Kyle Pitts, you right. see Jamar Chase, you see that they're, they're offensive guys. Obviously, we already have a tight end, we already have plenty of wide receivers. But at the same time, like, with best player available at four, if that QB isn't there, is there a wrong pick like to go with? Because we know that that draft board at right now, Cap, right. those players. I, go ahead. I don't. I don't think there'll be a, a wrong pick because if your board is rated as high as people think it's rated, number one, I think it's gonna go in this order. It's gonna be quarterback, Kyle Pitts. Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. <laughs> Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. That, that, I mean, that's, 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 that's what it is. You can't tell me that at four, if three quarterbacks are gone, that he's not the best player on the board. He is. I, I, I'll agree with you on that. Banks, how do you feel about is this is this a wrong player situation? What you get at four – is, is going to make this team better. Is it is is there a wrong choice at four? Only wrong choice at four is another kicker. <laughs> That's a wrong choice. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The Falcons need a lot of players on this team. I'm talking about you look, just go down the list, guys. Look at every position. We might, probably exceptions of what, wide receiver. Yeah. We need a player. I mean, running back, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, safety, corner, backup quarterback. I mean, we need something. We need something. So if you if you look at it, the whole big picture of things, whatever they pick at four, if it is a quarterback or Kyle Pitts, uh, I, I'm not too. I, I'm not going Say to it. sit there and yeah, come on, come on. Uh, Here we go. Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts. Come on now. Uh, Kyle Pitts is the right pick. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Here we go. I mean, Here we go. Now I mean, we could be with Greece. Here we go. We have a tight end already. We have a tight end already. Okay, so I mean, I mean unless you're gonna go two tight end sets, which is I heard that Arthur Smith loves to have, that's fine. But again, we're in a position where the Falcons, we're talking about the Falcons now. Where the line of scrimmage is a, a deficiency. Offensive line, defensive line. So yes, we can get Cal Pitts. Oh, that's great. But if Cal if Matt Ryan's still on his back, I mean, well, who 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 cares? I mean, at that point, you know, you just uh, got a Cal yeah. Pitts. That but you don't get any any point. I mean, well, you got you can't deny the fact that, like you said, but yeah, that you, you do want to keep Matt Ryan clean. Obviously, that's part of it, but you can't deny. If you know, I'm not by no means saying that this dude is gonna come in and be the next, you know, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, but this dude is a phenomenal athlete, man. He is a he makes mismatches out of this world for opposing defenses. If you put him on the field with, you know, i.e. healthy Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and you know, like you said, if you do a tight end, a, a double tight end set with Hayden Hurst out there, good lord, man. I mean, you 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 giving defensive coordinators nightmares. Right, man. You're right. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm. Listen, that will be a good strategy going forward with you know Hayden Hurst and Kyle Pitts. 
you know, then you got Calvin, you got Julio. That's a a nightmare situation. Let me throw it back to you two. What player drafted at number four? Let's say um, Falcons didn't trade back and they kept that number four. What player would have you upset? Derrico and Leo. I want to hear from you two. What if it's not if it's not Fielder, if it's not Lance, and if it's somebody else that's out the blue? What would make you upset? All right, I'm gonna go first. I'll go really quickly, Derrico. I, I don't necessarily say no, seriously, I don't necessarily say I would be upset. I just I guess I'll say I'd be I guess I can say disappointed. How about that? That's a be that'll be that'll be it. Um Banks, you might you probably gonna disagree with me on this, man. I would be disappointed if they really go out with the with the old tackle from Oregon, Panay Sewell. See, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Hold on, let me finish. And the reason I say this is because yeah. we do need help on the offensive line. I will say that much. We do need help in the trenches. We do need help on the offensive line. But at the same time, I think that there are some dynamic players that you just can't afford to pass up that could really be impactful. Um they could be impactful before, you know, looking into a player like that. I think that this, that Panay Sewell kid, it might fall off past 10 now, just depending on how everything shakes out. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great guy. We do need help in the front, but I would be a little disappointed if we got him. It's not to say, and you know, we, we like sexy picks, right? We like skilled players. I want to see a skilled player because I think, you know, even if we got like somebody like a Jamar Chase, people will lose their rabbit minds and say, God, we got another wide receiver. But man, this dude is, did you see LSU's offense two years ago when they won the national championship? Man, this kid is phenomenal, man. And like I said, this creates mismatches and this creates problems when you look at, because like I said, Matt Ryan is still a serviceable quarterback. He can still get things done. But yeah, Panay Sewell will probably be the most disappointing person, I think, if we do draft. I mean, if he comes in, I mean, I love him, man. You know, bring him in, and hopefully he'll help us out immediately. But I'm kicking to Derrico. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, Leo. And the reason why um, – did we just take two offensive linemen in the first round? We did. Last we year? Did. We did. Oh, two okay. years ago. So, so, what, so this is what we're going to continue to do, right? We're going to continue to neglect every other position trying to placate one other position. And I think that's where we've been missing the boat in the drafts because we continue to try to placate to one position instead of looking at the whole team. So I would be disappointed that you're saying once again, that you're giving one position, another lineman in the first round, two years in a row, that's three of them. And you still under 500. So that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Banks, I know you're a little disappointed in that. I know you are. I'm very disappointed. And for the record, Derrico, that was the last regime who missed on those offensive linemen. This is a whole other regime. Let me let me say this. And Falcon fans are very guilty of this. Everybody loved the sexy, sexy pick, sexy pick, sexy pick. You, you, you neglect the whole fact what makes the whole team go is the line of scrimmage. And yes, yes, yeah, yes it is. We have, as a no, fan no, base, what I'm don't care is- for... Hold on, Derrico. No, no, no. It, Even if you got a Pinay Sewell to go in on the, on the outside and you had Matthews to kick him inside, that's better than – I mean, I, I feel like that'd be a better move than what we've been trying out there with, with, with skill positions 
with no protection. And and num- and, yeah. and, num- yeah. and number hold on, Derek. I'm just get real quick. At num at number four, Banks. At number four, really. At number four, if you really, I'm just saying that's that's what we're doing at number four. Like Derek said, two years ago we drafted two offensive linemen in the first round. Now, and you really want to come back and go number at number four, four and pick him on. up and. If you're staying at number four and you're not, if you can't, you don't have a dance partner, then yes, get the BPA, get the best player available, whoever that might be. Okay, so whoever that might be, whoever he is, right? I'm okay you pitched a strong, if, if, a if strong if pitch for him. If it's not, know, if it's right? not, if it's if it's if it's whoever he is, I'm okay. But if you trade down and you get extra picks, you cannot tell me you're going to neglect the offensive line. You cannot. You just cannot. You can't do it. Not again. Yes, you can. Not again, dude. I no, mean, no, you neglect, no, no. You didn't. Did you neglect it last year? No. Why? But look where we at, those Derrico. We listen, are. We're, listen, mm-mm. listen, listen, Banks. No. Listen, Banks. Listen. Mm-mm. If you don't pick a quarterback, if you don't pick Kyle Pitts, it better be a difference maker on defense. It better. Okay. Be. No, and and, and all the way and I and all the way I see you getting a difference maker on defense because at number four there are right now the way I see it is there are no players at four defensively worth taking that chance on. There's no disruptors on, on defense to take at number four. So you better trade back and and look at getting somebody like a certain or, or, or Michael Parsons or whoever. Go ahead, Banks. So we're gonna wrap this up. Last last point I'm gonna make if you. Don't address the offensive line. I don't care what round it is. When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? You just going to wait till that magical tackle or guard just fall out the sky and land it all I out? mean, still, like it, it's not going to happen. Like you just said, Banks, we still – you got seven rounds, right? So, I mean, there – I understand. Damn. I understand. You, 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 I understand. That, that, Leo, but you just you better – you better, you better address it. I'm talking about you better double dip it. Here's, here's, here's the thing. You know here, here, good and yeah. well. And here's the thing. Like I said. You know good and well this offensive line is not ready to I, go. You know, you know it. We, we, we know this is a rebuild. This is a, this is an unspoken rebuild with this team. We all know this. We're fans. We can say this. We can speak this, man. I, I, I see it like this here. I hope that we're not picking this high next year. It's a, it's a possibility that we very well might. But you got to remember, man, when you're in the top five, when you're picking in the top five, you better either get you some some more draft equity or you better knock a home run. You better get all you can out of this number four pick because you don't plan on being here again for a while, hopefully. But this is kind of somewhat of a rebuild. So, you know, and I know Banks should itch it. We got to close this up. Banks, I'm going to let you hit the closing remark, man, before I close this out. Go. All I want to say is last, last, last one. <laughs> Going around the table. Who do, you, who do you think is getting picked at number four? Go ahead, Stacey. Who I think is getting picked at number four? I really don't. Three know. weeks out. I'm, I'm Three weeks out. Who you get? Who? Who? Who's the man? Who? Who's? I'm just asking. I'm asking everybody. I'm gonna tell you who mine. Is. I'm gonna tell, who, I'm gonna tell you who the pick. I'm gonna tell you who the pick might be because we don't know who the Jets came in and just and just threw the monkey wrench in. Like I said the last time we was on, it was gonna be the Jets that was gonna put a monkey wrench in this whole thing. So with that being said, if the draft order is what we think it's going to be, Kyle Pitts is going to be the pick. Okay, I I, I tell you this much here, man. So I'm I'm kind of conflicted. I got a one A and a one B pick. I got a one A and a one B pick. Like you, like I'm with you, Derrico. There was a you know the Jets just they they mess, they have run them. They messing this all up in my opinion. The Jets just throwing crazy. If they wouldn't have traded Sam Darnold, then I would have been like, okay, we don't know what they're going to do now. We obviously know what they're going to do. It's just a matter of who they're going to pick. 
But I got a 1A and a 1B, and I'm pretty much, you know, flip of a coin at this point. My 1A pick at number four is going to be Trey Lance. My 1B pick at number four is going to be Kyle Pitts. I do feel as though if Trey Lance is there, but it's, he, and he will be there. Let's, let's be honest. If, I, if I'm looking at this the way I think I'm looking at this, one, two, three, Trey Lance is going to be there at four. It just all depends on where that board is and how they feel about their BPA, best player available. Is it Trey Lance or is it Kyle Pitts? I think it's 1A and 1B. I think Trey Lance is 1A, Kyle Pitts is 1B. There's, it'd be, I'd like to be a fly, on the wall in, a fly on the wall in that war room come draft night. So, Banks, who do you think the pick is going to be at for as of right now, three weeks out? In my opinion, it's going to be Trey Lance. And new regime, new GM, new coach, new quarterback. There you go. End of story. Hey, you 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 on to it. Like I said, I got one A, one B, Trey Lance, or Ain't Okay. No pick. You gotta pick one. I, I say, well one well, A, I say Trey Lance. If Trey Lance is there, okay. you go Trey so Lance. Trey Lance is your guy. There you go. Yeah. We ain't gonna let you cop out like that. Trey Lance, it, 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 that's who that's who it, it will be. That's who it will be. So, look, man, we're going to wrap up another edition of the Leo G Show, man. I'm glad that you all were able to come back and talk some sports, man. We'll definitely come back and we'll do this again, man, because we we rolling now, man. We got a lot of stuff going on, man. So, I'm going to kick it over to you here, Derrico, man. As always, man, let the people know what you got going on and how they can get you. You can get me on the IG at Derrico underscore Virgo. You can catch me on the Twitter at VSU96SD. D and if you can find me on Facebook, it'll be on the Stacy D Derrico. That's what's up, man. So uh give it over to Banks, man. Tell everybody where they can hit you up. Hit me up on the gram and Twitter at babybanks80 and on Facebook at Antoine Jarrell Banks. And just a side note, man, if you didn't know, man, Banks is now taking applications for an assistant, a social media assistant, man, because it takes him forever <laughs> to respond on social media. So if you are available to be his social media assistant because banks is once again a busy man so if you can uh he'll probably be having some 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 applications rolling out here because he's looking for a social social (laughs) social media assistant to respond to all the social media uh, accounts but uh i'm I'm trying to i'm I'm helping you bank i'm helping you bank helping you brother he's not too he's not too enthused with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as all so look so as always man you can always hit the show up man um on facebook that's the leo g show on facebook we're there if anybody's still on facebook because i don't know at this point how much longer i'm gonna hang around on facebook you can always hit the show up on twitter that's the leo g show the number one on twitter the leo g show at the leo g show the number one on twitter you can also hit me up on twitter my personal account is southern set that's with two t's um I'm looking in the possibly getting a TikTok account and seeing if uh, Derrico can keep that up and do some TikToks for us for the show. <laughs> TikTok, I think that's, I, Snapchat. I think that's a beyond, okay, beyond yeah, me. it might be. We, we some old heads, man, so we barely can keep up with Twitter. Yeah, and Facebook. Look, yeah exactly. You know, that's old head right there. <laughs> for the show, and you see what Jersey Banks got on, so yeah, you know it's definitely old heads, man. It's cats right now that's legally able to drink. It wasn't even alive when when the, when the uh, when the thrashers was here, but yeah. So hit us up on Twitter, man. The, at the Leo G Show, the number one. At the Leo G Show, the number one. Um, also, YouTube, man. We got the YouTube thing going on, man. So follow, like, subscribe. It don't cost you a thing, man. Shout out to my man Reggie doing his thing over there on Gold Food, man. Go follow and subscribe to him. Shout out to my man CJ. CJ's uh, sipping and tripping. 
He's over there. He's doing his thing, man. So follow him on Spotify and all uh, available podcasts. He just got on Apple, man. Uh, I got to give a shout out and plug to him. Also, man, scheduling conflict, man. Jay was supposed to be with us tonight, but unfortunately, man, we had to do a, a record a little early. So I couldn't get Jay in, but we're going to get him back. We're going to get Jay back in here with us, man, to do this thing, man. If you want to know what Jay's got going on, always follow him on uh, jayjonescomedy.com. Shout out to like some of our close fans. Um, my favorite DJ, no disrespect to you, Derrico, but DJ Aro. Shout out to DJ Aro. Shout out to <laughs> I don't feel disrespectful. Okay. I just you know, I mean, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta shout out DJ Aro, man. Gotta shout out my man Rob, no doubt. Gotta shout out, of course, Reggie, man, for for showing love, man. Gotta shout out my man Ted. Shout out Ted, man, for always. We're gonna try to get Ted to come through, man. Also, I guess I think Derrico got some some people that we're gonna try to bring on, man, and and do something here before the draft, man. So we'll see how that work out, man. But this has been another edition of the Leo G Show, man. We appreciate the support. Definitely thank you guys for for coming in. And uh, we're gonna do it again, man. No doubt. It's the Leo G Show, man. Yeah.